Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity may contain explicit and questionable content. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual podcaster Rebecca Adams and are not based on the advice of a licensed therapist, psychologist, or psychiatrist. Listener discretion is strongly advised. What does ponder actually mean? Well, according to the dictionary, it means think about something carefully, especially before making a decision or reaching a conclusion. Well, as you know, on the Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity podcast episodes, we allow women to share their stories in a non-judgmental way about why they stepped out of their relationships. But there are so many other interesting topics that we all need to learn from and not to judge right away. So let's talk about it now. Let's ponder. Welcome, everybody, to Let's Ponder on Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity. My name is Rebecca. Thank you so much for listening today. I am really excited about today's episode just because I think it's going to be funny. What I had done, it's been several months. I reached out to listeners and um, some of the Facebook uh, groups and things, and I wanted to start gathering information about horrible first dates or bad first dates or first bad dates or however you want to say it. And... um, So I decided to kind of put it off a little bit, you know, as you know, I had a lot going on earlier in the year. Um, But now, and it's hard for me to really talk about it, but I actually decided to put myself out there and started going on some dates. I really just wanted to kind of get out of the house and meet new people and have fun. And, you know, I miss my husband, but I also miss companionship. And so, yeah, I could somewhat relate to some of these stories. I was actually pretty lucky. There were a couple that I was like, um, can somebody please call in an emergency so I can get out of here? But for the most part, um, it it's gone really well. And um, if you follow me on Facebook, you have seen I've been seeing somebody and, uh, you know, we're just seeing where things go from here. But uh, things could have been worse. You've been listening to Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity, where women share their stories of why they stepped out on their marriage or relationship. But, have you ever wondered what the husband or partner has to endure when they find out about the affair? It's such a controversial and sensitive subject, it's not as though one just talks about it casually among friends. However, there is a place to hear the betrayed partner's point of view and their side of the story. The wife left before my wife got home, and I felt numb. I couldn't move. I looked like a statue as she drove away. My son snapped me out of it by opening the door and asking me who she was and what she wanted. I told him she was trying to sell me something, more like steal something. My world was stolen in my garage that morning. I went in trying to act normal and failing miserably. I went into autopilot until she got home, ten minutes after I called. 
I just looked at her with her eyes wild, wondering what happened, and said one word, his name. Then I drove to school to drop off my kids, one in elementary, one in middle. The drive home was the longest drive of my life. My driveway loomed ahead of me, taunting me about a life that was versus a life that is. I'm not trying to sound melodramatic, but honestly, looking at my house when I pulled up, it almost filled me with dread, as if it was haunted. When you subscribe to my Patreon, you get access to these exclusive bonus stories, which also include men's stories of their own infidelity. You will have early access to ad-free episodes and, of course, my blundering blooper reel. Visit my website at rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com to subscribe. I ask for a $3 a month pledge with your subscription. Perhaps you even have a story you would like to share. Remember, it's always anonymous and always without judgment. Okay, so before we get started with the stories that were sent in, I wanted to read an article from SoYummy.com, and it is called Horrible First Dates Waiters Witnessed on the Job um, by Mary Sauer, um, and it was published back in June of 2019, June 20th. First dates are full of potential, whether you're looking for a little fun or a committed relationship. So much good can happen after a first meetup with a romantic interest. And so much could go terribly, horribly wrong. Honestly, it feels like, more often than not, a series of just okay or completely horrible first dates have to happen before someone promising crosses your path. It's just fate. Hearing about frustrating, funny, and downright sad experiences of other hopeful romantics can be cathartic, though. That's especially true if you had a few horrible first dates yourself. Consequently, we rounded up the worst first date experiences as seen through the eyes of an outsider, the waiters serving at that romantic first date restaurant. They see all kinds of weird things at work and the customer requests get outrageous. Thank goodness some waiters like to share. Now everyone can treat these bad dates as cautionary experiences. Number one. Not a lifetime movie. I was working in a small restaurant with two floors. A woman and a man came in and I had a table for them upstairs. It looked like they had a first date because they were asking those get to know each other questions. After ordering food, the woman had to go to the toilet, which is downstairs. As she walked to the stairs, the food arrived. She walked down, tripped and fell all the way down, knocking her head on the ground. Two colleagues immediately rushed over to see how she was doing. She was unconscious and bleeding from her head, so they called an ambulance. I went to the man while he already started eating and told him his partner, didn't know how to call her, fell down the stairs and that she was unconscious and that an ambulance was on the way. He walked to the stairs, looked down, and walked back to his table to finish his food. Later, the ambulance arrived, and I asked him if he wanted to go with them to the hospital, and he said no, while he was finishing her food as well. It was so awkward. He sat there for another 45 minutes, eating, drinking, paid the bill, and left. I still don't know what kind of relationship they had and whether the woman is okay. I'm just dying here because... Uh, 
Oh, by me giggling, I'm sure that I was gonna, I'll probably, yeah. Karma is a, uh, is a bitch when it comes to me. And that's a story for another day. Okay, the first date was anything but heartwarming. When a health emergency arose during this date, the potential love interest didn't make much fuss. He didn't hold his date's hand during a dramatic ambulance ride, and he certainly didn't wait heroically at her hospital bed. Instead, this poor injured woman rode to the hospital alone and unconscious while her date set to work finishing her meal. We doubt Noah Centineo will play this guy in a rom-com anytime soon. Number two, I work in an Italian restaurant. A few years ago, I waited on a guy and a girl who met for the first time upon arriving at the restaurant. There were awkward pleasantries exchanged at the door and they were seated. When I was taking their order, the guy asked if we had soup because he had had mouth surgery a few days prior and chewing food was still a little rough. We don't have soup, so I explained that the softest food on the menu was gnocchi. He ordered the house gnocchi and proceeded to cut each tiny dumpling into four. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I have to laugh into four or more pieces and slowly. <laughs> I got to start that over. Oh, my God. Ah, where was I? And proceeded to cut each, cut each tiny dumpling into four or more pieces and slowly chew each piece. He ate that entire dish over a three-hour period, and the girl stuck it out for the whole thing. She looked miserable, and I'm pretty sure they never saw each other again. <laughs> Fresh out of the hospital? Your first date can wait. Desperation isn't a good look on anyone, especially on a first date. Still, though, this guy appeared to be completely intent on carrying out his first date plans. He even decided to show up in the middle of his oral surgery recovery process. And what happened? This guy turned the date into a painful ordeal that lasted way too long. <laughs> oh my God. Number three, dollar signs in her eyes. Had an obvious first date where the lady was grilling the guy on how much money he makes and he really didn't want to answer. It was awkward serving steak and salad during an interrogation, lol. This question shouldn't be a part of the process. That first date should provide both parties an opportunity to get acquainted with one another. But there are some questions that are better left unsaid. How did she not realize this? To all daters, when you're working on breaking the ice, stick with the lighthearted questions about music and books. Steer clear of money talk or overly private details, at least in the beginning. Even the waiter felt uncomfortable. <laughs> Number four, an unexpectedly cruel visitor. I own a bakery. I see a lot of shitty first coffee dates and shitty people in general, but there's one that will always be the worst for me. This happened at my bakery maybe six months into our first year. Two boys come in, chatting normally, clearly, on their first date. They are both young, maybe 15 at the most, and adorably nervous. They order at the counter and go find a table, sitting close. One of them starts holding the other's hand, playing with his fingers, just being cute. All of a sudden, this woman comes up and starts berating one of the boys. It was his mother. She had shown up because she wanted to meet the girl, because her son was being cagey about who it was. I assume he had mentioned where they were going because she wouldn't let him out of the house if he didn't know. 
She starts screaming and crying about her son, how he could do this to their family. Doesn't he know she wants grandkids? His father would be so ashamed if he was still alive. Doesn't his father's memory mean anything? She then tells him that if he keeps up with this, don't bother coming home, and then marches out of our shop. This poor boy is just weeping while his not-even-really boyfriend is trying to comfort him, completely bewildered with what happened. Now that... Ugh. That just pisses me off. What do you... Ugh! I don't understand, people. I, under, I understand that some parents aren't prepared for their parent, their um, children um, to be homosexual. And that could be shocking, but come on, a time and a place, do you really think that your child is going to respond well to you? Don't you realize what you're doing to them by telling them that they're worthless because they choose to love somebody maybe you don't want to love or agree with? Ah, okay, that's for another episode. Um, and we can talk about that another time. But... Um, the article goes on to say, first dates are hard enough without family drama. Unsupportive family members can make same-sex dating experiences feel miserable. According to the American Psychological Association, teens can negatively internalize those rejections. That said, this guy and his date both deserved a hug after enduring his parents' bad behavior. She berated him and threatened to kick him out when he simply wanted to have a very normal first date. Okay, I'm going to read one more from this article, and I will have the article on the or in the episode notes, so you'll be able to click on that and finish reading if you're interested uh, some of these other stories about bad first dates. But if I read all of these, we're not going to have time to get to our own listeners and our own followers info. So we'll do this last one here. Number five, not all that glitters is gold. I work at a country club that is up to its ears in old money that uses said old money to make more new money. Then membership fees cost more than a year at my university. To say money is not an issue, there would be an understatement. Anyways, I was serving a young couple and the power imbalance was phenomenal. She was the daughter of one of the board members and the entire staff knew her. Read her father's club account was major money okay just kind of trying to understand this and the gent well he wasn't a member and he certainly looked like he was just the average broke college student he was wearing plain but nice clothes and she was dressed to the nines in fashion that seemed to go smoothly enough nothing out of the ordinary until she gets up and leaves the table before I have brought out the bill I bring the bill to the counter knowing it is well over $300 worth of food and drinks all things she insisted on ordering. Two bottles of top shelf wine, neither finished, two steaks. When he asks for the chicken, she insisted on him eating steak like a man. And he solemnly goes to pull out his wallet and starts tearing up, apologizing that he won't be able to leave a tip. I mean, I've never had a customer cry over not being able to, to tip. And he further explained he was a server too and that she didn't know he wasn't rich and she left because he had told her about his scholarship. I was flabbergasted and I kindly reminded him that at this country club, we do not take credit cards nor cash. We only charge to accounts. And so her father got a hefty bill. Rest assured he signed a handsome tip to me in her name. 
Club policy is that the registered guests may sign for their host member, given that the members have invited them. It was entirely satisfying. Last I heard, her father cut her off. I can't help but smile at all the life lessons she is learning, like working to go on dates. You couldn't pay us to go out with this rich date. In college, being broken in love seems like a rite of passage. Unfortunately, this guy's date totally missed that memo. She showed up with unrealistic and entitled expectations. If marrying rich was her goal, she should have probably looked somewhere besides the halls of her dorm. Don't worry, though. This terrible experience ended with a little bit of justice. Those were great. Funny, sad, shocking. But we got to wonder now, what are some of you sharing with us of what you experienced in a bad date? So here are some of what I received. I was separated from my first husband and a friend thought I needed to get back into the dating game and set me up with one of his co-workers. He picked me up and we drove to the restaurant. We sat down. The waitress brought us our waters and menu. He took one look at the prices and grabbed my hand and said, let's go. I'm not paying these prices. We went to a second restaurant. Before they seated us, he asked to look at a menu. He looked at the prices, handed the menu back, and turned around and walked out. I suggested we just go get pizza. So, we ended up at Pizza Hut. Then on the ride back to my house, kept asking what our kids would look like if we were married. He dropped me off and I avoided his calls to this day. (laughs) The next one is, I was on a dating site, started talking to this guy via text, and he was hilarious. We decided to talk on the phone. Oh my God, he was boring. Nice enough, but boring. So I chalked it up to just not a phone person. Well, we set up on a date for the next week. He lived in Fort Worth, Texas. We decided I would drive down there and stay in his spare bedroom because it was a three-hour drive. Well, I got bit by a brown recluse spider four days before the date. I went to the hospital twice and got really sick, but thought I was through the worst of it. Still didn't feel so hot come that Saturday. And by then, I was really bored talking to him. And I don't like to make plans with people and then break them. So I made the three-hour drive. Felt like crap the whole way. Got down there and was not attracted to him. But he was nice. We went to dinner and I got up to use the restroom. Felt like I was going to pass out. We went back to his place, sat in the garage listening to music. I promptly got up and had to run to the restroom to puke, and I puked my guts out. My chest hurt, my back hurt, and all I wanted to do was go to sleep. I asked him to please show me where the spare bedroom was, and I fell fast asleep. Woke up at about 6 a.m. in a puddle of sweat. My chest felt like an elephant was on it. Breathing sent sharp, stabbing pains in my back and chest. I could barely stand up straight, let alone walk. But somehow I made it to the kitchen where he was making coffee. I told him he needed to take me to the emergency room. And he looked at me quizzically and I screamed, Dude, now, something isn't right. (laughs) The freaked out look on his face with this little 4 foot 11 woman screaming at him for a hospital was priceless. He helped me into his truck and I promptly passed out. I don't remember the ride to the hospital. I woke up in a wheelchair in the front of reception. They took me straight back to the trauma room and started tests. 
My ER nurse was hot. <laughs> me, being me, feeling like I was going to die, kept cracking jokes. By this time, my date was just sitting in the waiting room dumbfounded. The doctors came in and informed me that I was very sick and I would not be going home. I asked the nurse to go get my date because my phone was dead and I needed my charger from out of my truck so that I could charge my phone and call my family. The nurse asked if he was my boyfriend. I told him no and explained that I had just met him. Well, the nurse went and got him. I gave the guy my truck keys. He went to go get my truck and belongings. The nurse looked at me and said, you could do much better. L-M-A-O. Then asked which dating site I was on. Well, my date drove my truck back to the hospital, dropped off my stuff, and Ubered home. I ended up in the hospital for two weeks. My date occasionally called to ask how I was, but it was my nurse that came and visited me during those two weeks and kept me company, sneaking up to my floor during breaks and his off time. He worked in the ER and I was in the heart unit. After I was finally released after two weeks, I never heard from or saw my date again, but the nurse took me out a couple of times. Ha ha ha, what a first date. Oh man. The next one is, um, this person, I guess it would have been, a woman wrote this in, one where he talked about his ex-girlfriend the entire time. I probably knew her better than him by the end. Yeah, that's just what you don't want, is it? You're on a date and all they talk about is their ex or even, okay, this scenario, you're in bed with them and they're talking about their exes. Um, hello? Nobody wants to know that shit. <laughs> okay, next one. Um, I went on a blind date one time. It was a double date. The guy was easily 10 years older than me. I was 15. We were less than 20 minutes into the date when he asked if he could see my toes because he had a foot fetish. <laughs> and that is the only way he would know if we would work out. <laughs> Next one. All the dates I had to pay for him and myself. Been a few exes that asked me to go out to dinner and I and said that I am buying, meaning the guys. Well, that sucks. Come on. If you ask a girl out, you're going to buy for her. And I'm the other way, too. If I ask a guy out, I'm going to pay for it. And then when you date, you can trade off. <laughs> that works. Okay. I had to pay for my 50th birthday dinner for myself and my now ex. I had not got over it. No shows for other guys. I think it's my destiny to be single forever. Oh, no, it's not. There's going to be a right match for you. I mean, these guys are probably just creeps. But there is somebody much better that will treat you with respect and treat you like a princess and uh, make you feel good about yourself. So keep looking. I went on a double date with my roommate in college. They took us to the Olive Garden. The guy's cologne smelled horrible, and then on top of that, he ordered mussels and slurped on them the whole time. So between the stinky cologne and the slurping, I was finished with the whole thing. Never saw him again. Oh, I don't blame you. Next one. This goes back to late 2000. I was newly single and living in Los Angeles. I had started the online dating thing and had ads on Match.com, JDate, and a few others. 
Well, this woman we will name Cynthia wrote to me on J-Date and we started talking. So for those who don't know what J-Date is, the gentleman who wrote this to me explained it's a Jewish dating site. She was very attractive and it said she owned her own business and was looking for someone for a new adventure. She was about two or three years younger than me and she had never been married, etc., etc. She had a few pictures and I thought nothing about it. So, after chatting online for a week or so, we arranged to meet on the following Saturday in Santa Monica at a local Starbucks. I always thought it was better to meet on neutral territory in case something didn't work out and so no one would feel trapped. So, I showed up at the arranged time and walked in. There was no sign of the young lady from the pictures. At first, I thought I was... Let me preface that I don't judge people or discriminate people at all. I'm attracted to all shapes and sizes and very, very understanding. After 10 minutes of waiting, I get a tap on my shoulders and this voice asked if I was Mike. I turned around and there was this woman who had to be at least in her early 50s. I was in my early 30s at the time, was about 200 pounds heavier than in her pictures and stunk of cigarettes. But, like I said, that didn't matter. I figured we got along and chat, we could at least have coffee. So I said, yeah, it was me, and I shook her hand and got us coffee. So we sat at the table, and I started small talk. And, of course, I asked about her pictures. She said, oh, those were of her daughter. And I was like, oh. I said, you didn't say anything about kids, especially since I was up front about my son from my first marriage. So, I asked her if she was still married. She said no, she had never been. But she has five kids from five different dads, and that she has three grandkids. At this point, I was looking for an escape route, but the conversation went on. So I asked her how long she was on J-Date, and she didn't look very Jewish. She said, I'm not, but one of my girlfriends told me that I should look on there for Jewish men since they were supposed to be very rich and generous. I thought that was the final straw, and I told her I didn't think it was going to work out and had to head out. She then asked me if I could drive her home. She would make it worth my while. I said, thanks, but I have to get going and booked out of there. And I never looked back. (laughs) Oh, man. Those were great. Thank you guys so much for sending that information in. I love when we can get a good laugh out of some of these Ponder episodes or any episodes rather because, you know, the podcast is a pretty serious one. So if you have ideas um, for a Ponder episode, totally just send me a message. Or even if you're, um, you know, I'm trying to talk about them more ahead of time about upcoming stories and ideas. Um, Once I put them out on social media, then I'll do my best to mention them throughout the podcast. But you are welcome to uh, follow me on Facebook. Um, Just you can friend request me under Rebecca Adams. I'm sure there's quite a few of them. But if you go to Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity on Facebook, you'll be able to see where I'm at on there. And then you can friend request me. But because of a lot of spam, it's hard to friend request unless you have a mutual friend. So what I suggest is just send me a private message asking, um, and then I can open it up or friend you. And that way you can be involved in what thoughts you have. And then also if I'm... um, talking about it on the podcast like lately I've been bringing up that we're doing uh, episodes on um, revenge cheating and things like that I you can email me your thoughts 
or feedback on other podcast episodes, you know, email me, rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com. I look at everything. I really do. So if you've got info, you are interested in submitting. I mean, even if you have your story for raw truth, you know, if you've been a female that's been unfaithful and needs to talk about it, get it off your chest or a man that was cheated on and needs to talk about it, send me an email, rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com again. And my website is rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com. From there, you can actually find the story guides that will help you form your story. Um, You can vote for me in the Hot 50 podcast magazine countdown. Um, You can check out my merch store if you're interested in a rug or a t-shirt or anything like that. A rug. Why would I say a rug? A mug. Oh my gosh. I'm not editing this out. Sorry, guys. The episode's been kind of crazy as it is, so I may as well just keep adding to it. Um, But yeah, so you can go there and check out a lot of things. And I appreciate all your support always. Um, You know, I... I'm so proud. We are coming up soon. It's still going to be a little while, but within the next couple of months, I should break 100,000 downloads, which is massive for me. And I know I have quite a few episodes, which helps, but you know, people are able to find me. They're coming across it. And one way that you can help me is if you're an Apple subscriber and you go on to um you know the app there you can rate and review me and that will actually help other people find me it just it just helps kind of get the word out so i would really appreciate it if you could do that but until next time thank you all so much for being so supportive be well take care of one another love one another be kind and always remember no judgment Goodbye.